Yep. We're recording. Oh, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Scooby-dooby-doo, where are you? I didn't write that one, so I don't know if that's copywritten. That's a cover. That's a cover. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard of that. It's a cover. <laughs> like the band in the film that we are covering today did a cover. He says that. Is the... Oh, I thought you were about to say the the Scooby-Doo kids are a band. How many are how many are how many are the Scooby-Doo's? Freddy, Shaggy, uh <laughs> Scooby, Velma and Daphne. Freddy, Shaggy, Scooby's Velma, a dog. Daphne. He can't be in a band. I said how many are the Scooby-Doo's? Well, there's dogs in this movie too. See, it's are all tied together. Are we counting Scrappy-Doo? <laughs> hated that but we are the cellar dwellers i'm christian i'm just colby that's i'm not gonna whisper i'm not gonna this do is that. now an asmr podcast i'm not it's never going to be an asmr <laughs> podcast because i hate those <laughs> i don't i'm not i i don't feel toward them i do i feel badly towards them i hate them either way we are the cellar dwellers we already said that you already whispered it into the mic and today we covered green room this is the, the Climax of our <laughs> October yes, it is. season. It, abs- it is. It's a strong finish. It is a very powerful climax to our <laughs> spooky season. And get ready, because we're going to gush <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I was kidding, but this movie is amazing. Yes. Like, it, we're just going to get that out of the way. Oh, my God. It, it came out in uh, 2016. We were having a little debate. IMDb says 2015. Looked it up. Limited release in the States, April 15th, 2016. It did the festival circuit. Did the festival circuit. Fantastic Fest. Uh, Sundance. This, that, and the other. It, uh... You had seen the director, uh... How are we saying it? Uh, Jeremy Saulnier. Yeah. We're just gonna go with the... the, uh, We need to stay away from these French uh, last (laughs) names for you and for the listener, because... We could do Mikel Harake. Or another uh, Claire Denis or Claire Dennis movie. Yeah, I love Claire Dennis. So Jeremy Saulnier, had you seen his work prior to this? Yeah, Blue. I had definitely seen Blue Ruin. Not uh, Murder Party. Before this, no. I saw Murder Party, I think, last year. I saw Murder Party after this as well. But I had also seen Blue Ruin prior. Uh, What were your feelings on Blue Ruin? Uh, I really didn't know what to expect with Blue Ruin. Uh, but I'm a sucker for just a good, like, thriller. And this was the slowest, most intense thriller I had seen probably in a while at that point. And I was in. I, I was, was in. I was super, super in. I really enjoyed it. I feel the folks that pitched it to me kind of pitched it as, like, a new masterpiece. No. So I was definitely oversold on it when I... So I was a little let down. But then when I had some distance, I was like, no, it was just really solid. And then when I saw the trailer for Green Room, I was like, this was made for me. Yes. Like, I would agree. As in, in your shit. statement, it was made for you specifically because you were a punk kid. Yes. 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 Uh, whole, who boy. Mixing extreme violence with punk rock. Come on. Like hey. legitimate punk rock. There's it, it, and, I, and this is coming from somebody who has not ever been a, a, <laughs> a punk kid. But like this movie feels like the the peak of punk movies it's i don't i don't know a better one and i fuck okay i gotta get this out of the way i've never seen slc punk 
So, that may mean nothing to you, Colby. Oh, SLC Punk? I know you've seen it. I love it. I know. <sighs> I've never seen it. And that's, like, the punk movie. Yeah, and, and which is... Why Why haven't you seen it? Let's get let's get into this. Why haven't you seen SLC, SLC Punk? I didn't starring become... Starring our lord and savior, <laughs> Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. He... There's you're a no, fake punk. Yeah, there's that's no good the, reason. That's the, the which may since I've seen it. Yep. So I, I guess, guess you're the I'm real, a real punk. punk kid. Fuck. And you've seen Green Room. Yep. You're Man, more punk than me. Man, I guess you have to give me all your tattoos. <laughs> all, all of them. All of them. Um, yeah, I've got four. I'll take them. All right. Here you go. All right. <laughs> Just let pull an Anton Yelchin. You can uh, do the arm thing that they did uh... to him. We'll get there. Green Room. So I saw the trailer for Green Room, and I was uh, instantly sold. Uh, I was like, this looks way crazier than Blue Ruin. Like, what the fuck? Um, and then uh, some life events for me happened. I had a little stroke and uh, wasn't, able little to catch, wasn't able to catch the movie uh, <laughs> when I wanted to. But, fun fact, the first thing I did after... Uh, the first public thing I did after my stroke during recovery, still had my cane was go to the movies and see this. And it completely lived up to everything that I wanted it to be. Yeah, I think... I mean, obviously, my experience was slightly different. <laughs> I I happened to be much luckier. <laughs> and I just enjoyed the movie. You have diabetes. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know I have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you've brought it up before on the podcast. Says you. <laughs> I'm the one. Who, well, you edit them, but I re-listen to them. Either way, this you are absolutely right in saying that this movie this is one of the few movies that not only delivers on the promise of the trailer, but like far and away outsells it. Like it is just so much better than yeah. than an admittedly great trailer already yeah. gives us. Yeah, it's, uh, I think you said it takes about 10 minutes before the anxiety and stress starts kicking in, and I think that's pretty accurate. It's an hour and a half, but it feels like, and you said this, it feels like a two hour long movie. I thought, I remembered it being longer, and it's like an hour 37, and I was like, oh, I really thought this was a two hour flick, and that's not because it drags at all, it's because the, the... emotional journey is very rough. It's like a physical stress on your body the you whole time. You feel it. Like, yeah. the only other... I remember this seeing this in theaters after my stroke felt like I was going to have another one. And then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the next movie that did that for me was Don't Breathe. Did, seeing, you, did you breathe? No, once. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty dope. <laughs> but those two movies gave me very similar... Um, uh, experiences and don't physically. breathe. This Fetty Alvarez, right? Yep. Who did our beloved Evil Dead, Evil Dead yeah, remake? Another uh, another pod pod buddy. Another pod bud. We got to get these boys on here. Yeah. Come on, Fetty. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that. No, that'll get. Him. <laughs> <laughs> that'll definitely get him on here. Uh, so we start with uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Let's let's get that context out of the way because yep. it it is. You can't talk about a movie like Green Room, and and frankly, any movie that he's He was in. about to explode. He and, and he was already in so many good yep. movies up to this point that 
like people like if you were a film fan, you, you knew, knew Anton Yelchin. You knew who he was. He was yes. still so young. He passed uh, less than a year after this came out. It was like months, like very a few soon. months. Yeah, after this came out, it, this movie came out. It just kind of reaffirmed our love for him as an actor, and yep. then and then he passed. And then he and passed. It, he was supposedly working on his directorial debut, his writing and directing debut. It's really sad. Very, really sad. Very, very sad. So we went into this without that context. Going into it now, his performance is a po- he's a powerhouse. He's just in he, this. He's so good, and in a really good cast, a really well cast movie. Every every single person in this is perfect for their role, and he does kind of carry it. Yeah. on his back with with just the kind of like gravitas of of just a normal dude in the shittiest situation yeah. possible. He's he's really he's the heart of the movie for sure. He's like you immediately empathize with him just the way he carries himself before anything happens. The he's, way he speaks. Yeah, his, the tone of his voice, yeah. the whole movie just the shakiness. It's the, all so yeah. good. He's he's a very uh sympathetic character and you you really feel for him immediately just because you're like oh he kind of seems a little fragile and he's the bassist in, in the punk band like <laughs> the bassist always kind of feels like the yep. the kind of normal dude or Wait. the weird dude it, it kind of goes either he's the way. guitarist no he's not yeah he is because uh, we watched the special features and she said that she had played bass a few times but had to learn punk bass which was good because it was easier either and way I, nah she's the bassist boy so he's the guitarist he's the guitarist okay. but they're a four piece uh, anyway, so yes, get that out of the way. Anton Yelchin passed. Very, very sad. Uh, very, very sad. Um, this was not his final movie. His last one was, what did you, you've seen it, I have. Uh, Thoroughbreds. And you said it's solid. It's very good. He plays a supporting role. Not, okay. He's not a main character, but admittedly, he is very good. I saw it in theaters. Uh, Maybe that's what the trivia meant. This was his last starring role. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, starts with him and his band in a cornfield in uh, uh, Oregon, in Portland. But I don't know if they start in Portland. No, but they definitely yeah, get there they very get quickly. There. But we should say this band has an admittedly really good band name. The Ain't Right. The Ain't Rights, which is just I I remember hearing seeing, it's just hearing solid. that in theaters. And it's just like it's just a well thought out good punk name. Yeah, it's just like. like okay, yeah, I buy it, and it sounds like a real band. Exactly. Yes. Um, I would that catches my ear where I would look up a band called The Ain't Right. You definitely would, and you um, would tell me about it, be like, hey, you'd hate this band. <laughs> you would not like this, and you'd be like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, so they're in a cornfield because the uh, singer fell asleep while driving. Tiger. Tiger. Who uh, you saw in another film, A24 film. Um, what was it? Uh, Callum. His first name is Callum. Callum. Yeah. Callum Turner. Yeah. Uh, he's great in this. Um, blue hair. He's got blue hair? He does have blue hair in this movie. Uh, it might be green. Greenish blue. I thought it was just blonde. Am I colorblind? You think his hair is blonde in this? I gotta rewatch. Oh God, dude, let's rewatch it. <laughs> I genuinely don't recall him having a hair color, and we just watched this. Are you serious? But like, your headphones are blue. I can tell those are blue. What part here? You- okay. <laughs> <laughs> just that. Just the blue part. It's like I don't think they're blue. <laughs> no, just the blue part. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, he definitely. Okay, so his hair was cool and colored. I'm glad. Maybe I remember. I don't. Call. Either way, I don't, I don't know. His name is Tiger. Great. Okay, we since we shout out all the bad names of all the movies that we watch, we have to shout out a good name like Tiger. Tiger's awesome. Great name. Tiger's awesome. Um, and he fits the part. He's it the fits singer. His He's the singer of the punk of the punk grand, punk band. of the punk. Uh, He's the punk. <laughs> 
And then we've got uh, the lovely Arrested Development alum, um, Alia Shawkat. Alia Shawkat. She's great. Fantastic. I think I've had a crush on her since uh, high school, since I saw her in Arrested Development. She's really awesome in this. She's just I really so like. Good. I really like a lot of the the roles that she's taken in her. Uh, as she's gotten older, and I and I do want to give her a, a shout out because me and Brittany recently watched uh, her show uh, Search Party. I've heard it's, it's good. It's currently on. It was a TBS show, which is fascinating. Oh, weird! To me, I didn't but know it's, that. But it's currently streaming on HBO Max, and it is awesome, cool, and dark, like Interesting. in a in a weirdly dark comic comic way. And I and I just want to give that a shout out because she was so good. In it. Yeah, and it's, it's three seasons done. Hmm, cool. Has an ending, start to finish. It's great. Solid. But she is, as usual, great in this movie. Yeah, she's fantastic. And then... Uh, Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots is the other big name. Who I think we probably saw in the same thing. Her first. Uh, 28 Weeks Later. Yes. Yes, was the first thing that I saw her in as well. Same. Uh, I haven't seen her in a ton of stuff, but I have seen... I saw this, uh, the la- the A Late Quartet, which was a movie I saw at the Terra with Katherine Keener and Philip Seymour Hoffman. And she played their daughter in that. Huh. That's yeah. weird because I've I've seen many of her movies. I like her. I, yeah. I will I will see Elite it. Quartet was pretty boring. But but I'm interested because I haven't I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. It's it's pretty boring. <laughs> I won't see it then. Yeah. Either way, she's great in this, of course. Yeah. We we will get to why she is great in this. Yeah, at first she's a complicated character at first. Yes. God, this movie's so fucking good. Let's, so let's continue. the whole yeah. setup is uh, they're driving to do this radio interview, uh, essentially like college radio type thing. Uh, what's the punk kid's name? Tad. He's, Tad. With a big mohawk. He's a big yeah. nerd, but with he's, a huge He kind of looks like, um, uh, fucking the kid from Gummo, but with a mohawk. A little <laughs> bit. You are not wrong. Not, uh, Tumley. Not Tumler. Um, Tumler. The other one. Uh, Sol- uh, Solomon. Solomon. Solomon from Gummo. Solomon from Gummo, but with a mohawk. As Tad in Green Room. You heard it here first, folks. We cracked the case. We did it. So they meet up with this kid. They drove, they said, 90 miles out of their way to meet up with him to do this college radio interview and play a show, a showcase of sorts, uh, which got canceled. And they learned halfway through the interview that it's canceled because uh, the last show that this kid threw ended in vomit and... uh, And fecal matter. Fecal matter. (laughs) Specific words. Yeah. But he's got a backup show. He's got a backup show. They get uh, 50-50. They get half the the door. door. Yeah. You're you're, you're a musician. How does this steal sound to you? They Uh, get lunch? They they, they they get to play lunch. lunch. They're the only band playing, and uh, it ends up being at a diner of sorts. (laughs) It's like at a literal diner. With old people all around. Three people in there. They made uh, like $6.89. But they got some rice and beans. They got a lot of rice and beans. So would you take that gig? Not knowingly, <laughs> but I've definitely, I've never toured, but I've, oh, I've, dude, I'm lucky if I get three bucks. These people are nice. fucking vultures. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, it's very realistic. So to make it up to them, he lets them know that there is a show that uh, his cousin is going to be at before his cousin comes to visit him, and he can call him up and try to get them on the bill last minute, but uh, word of warning it's very... He said far left, right? Was he joking? Because these are straight up Nazis. Yes. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. The, the these bad are skinheads. They're white supremacists. All bad. Yeah. Skinheads, white supremacists, Nazis. Pretty yep. much all the above. Yep. At that point. Racists. It's... it's they begrudgingly play 
uh, the show because they need the money in order to get back home. When they get to the venue, uh, they see on the uh, on the sign they say that they're called the Art Rights. The Art Rights, which is hilarious. And the singer does call themselves that. Yeah, we're the Art Rights. <laughs> um, but Anton Yelchin, as a way to stick it to him. Uh, has a great idea. But before that, we're introduced to uh, Mark Weber's character. Oh, Mark Weber Daniel. is... Daniel. who is the lead of the band in Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim's band. He's the lead singer. Yep. And there's another... Isn't there uh, two Scott Pilgrim alum in this? Or was it just him? I feel like someone else popped uh, up, but maybe I'm misremembering. Doesn't matter. So uh, we're, we run into him, and then we meet Macon Blair's character... And then we meet Macon Blair's character, um, Gabe. Gabe, <laughs> who I fucking love, Macon Blair. He's, He's the lead of Blue Ruin, exactly. And he, him, and Jeremy Saulnier, like best friends. They go way back. He's in Murder Party. Yeah, he's even in fucking murder. He's, he's in, one of the murderers. He's all he's yeah. he's in all these movies, and so he, and he's done some other really good shit outside of Jeremy's. Great stuff. actor. Yeah. he in this in this movie plays Gabe, this sniveling little Nazi, white, white supremacist, sniveling little Nazi, and he does it so well. Oh my god, he's, he's just so a little good. bureaucrat. Yeah, yeah, he's just following the Nazi rules yes. like, to a T. So um, he's kind of the guy who like welcomes the band, shows them where the green room is. Ooh. Hint, hint. They go to the green room, get their stuff set up. They, they, and Anton Yelchin, uh, Pat, we should, we'll just call yeah, him Pat, yeah, Pat. Uh, has That's this nice. great idea, which when I first saw this movie, I didn't understand the context for really. So you, I was gleeful. Yeah. This when is he all said, you. I've got an idea, I genuinely thought, oh, are they going to cover this? And they did. And they, the first song that the aren't rights play is a cover of Nazi punks fuck off by, uh, dead Kennedys. And, Oh boy, it's incredible. I absolutely love it. It's such a good song. I wish that I had, well, I don't necessarily wish that I had gone through a punk phase, but <laughs> in seeing this movie, it would have been nice to have that context because it is a great moment. The, the yeah. skinheads in the audience are pissed. Yes. Uh, it's very funny, especially if you are a fan of the song. Like right when they start launching into it, like you know that the chorus is coming, which is just a repetition of Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks. Fuck off. So good. Um, the band, we should also say, the actors are playing they are. their instruments. They, they, we watched the behind the scenes. They essentially practiced as a band, which yep. I think is always so cool. And the vocalist, um, Callum Turner, you said, is his name? Yeah. Uh, Tiger. He had never done anything in regards to music before, so he uh, figured out how to... He does great punk yeah, vocals, Yeah, I'm too. curious of your opinion. As, I thought he did great. Yeah. I, I thought he sounded it awesome. It sounds very legitimate. Yeah. And the drummer, uh, the actor uh, who plays the drummer, had never played drums before, and he learned through this movie. Joe Cole. Yeah, and plays, he did a great job, He plays too. Reese. Yeah. Yeah. The, so they play that, and then they go into one of their original songs. We should say Tad uh, tells them to play their older stuff, their heavier stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they go into that, and yep. we hear a little bit of droning, beautiful slow-mo shot. This movie is shot so well. Oh, my God, it's so fucking good. Yeah. And then... Um, then things ramp up. This is like 10, 15 minutes. I'd say 15. Into the movie, and this is pretty much right when Of an they, hour and a half movie. Yeah, so, so they finish their set. They are getting their stuff, getting ready to head out. Uh, they got all their shit got moved out of the green room, and they're like, what the fuck? And they're like, uh, next band's already in there. You got to get moving. But they left their phone charging in there. Yep. Sam, played by Alia Shawkat, leaves her phone and charger in there. So Pat 
Uh, says, oh, I'll go get I'll it. just go grab it real quick. And nice guy, Anton Yelchin, baby. Bar- Come on. Barges right into that green room and sees something that he should not have seen. So, uh, cow puncher? <laughs> cow crusher? Cow no, crusher? No, cow... Oh. I think it's cow puncher. It's not cow puncher. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fine band name, though. I think cow cow puncher. catcher maybe cow catcher that doesn't even make any damn sense. Well, like cow puncher does cow. Well, what you're gonna catch a cow? That's easy. It is cow catcher. Is it cow catcher? Yes. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> you idiot. All right, so cow catcher. I guess I'm again the the punk bo- the punk boy. <laughs> Unlike you, spoken like a true punk. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I'm the p- p- punk boy. <laughs> so cow catcher is uh, the Nazi band that. Is kind of the house band, I guess they. Are. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Which is, how do you have a house band? Well, for a white supremacist club, I guess, they're yeah. they're the favorite. Um, and they they're they're one of they stabbed a girl right in the head in with the, like a in the skull with a, yeah with a fucking knife. Is it a knife? Like, it's I think like it's a, a knife. It looks like a, like a long like a switchblade of sorts. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, Anton uh, or Pat essentially walks into this. Seeing her dead on the ground, grabs the phone, out of her head. And, yeah. and this is where I think I would have done something differently if I was in his his, his uh, position. He calls the cops way immediately, too, way too quickly, which in front of them. He's a great guy. He's yeah. trying to. He's he's scared. He sees something horrible and makes a, a move. Yeah, I don't think I would have done that. No. Essentially, from here things escalate. The entire band. Uh, the okay. Let's say this. During the set, while the art rights are playing, the ain't rights, uh, Imogen Poots and her friend, who is the one who dies, walk in. Emily. Emily. Doesn't have a line. Doesn't have a single line in the movie. Uh, we only see her alive for less than 10 seconds. Yes. Um, her, it's, it's cow catcher, Emily dead, and Imogen Poots in the room. And she, it's pretty clear that this murder has just happened. Just occurred very recent. That's why their shit was pulled out, yeah. because this had occurred. They were needing to take care of this. Uh, so they're all locked in there with uh, Imogen Poots. The band is locked in there with her, because she's part of this. And then they leave Big Justin, who was locked... Why didn't you lock the door? Blah, blah, blah. Big Justin, it's not Big Justin. It's so fault. funny, because Big Justin, he's like kind of like the, the bouncer bodyguard yeah. of the club. And he's, he's very polite. Right before this moment, he really is. Like he I genuinely noticed it this is. Time. He's yeah. like, I'm like, oh, he's like, he's like, he's doing his job pretty well. And then he's he's, he's like the my name is Earl dude, um, Ethan Supley. <laughs> he's like Ethan Supley mixed with fucking uh, David Harbor. That he is. If you okay, look up this this character, Big Justin, in this yeah. movie. You'll you'll know. He, he looks is. like Ethan Supley and David Harbor. And David Harbor. Uh, it's 100 percent correct. Yeah. You cannot change our minds. But then he gets real mean. Well, they give him a gun. They gave him a gun, which never give Big Justin a gun. And it's a giant gun. It only holds five bullets. He explains... They're like slugs, though. He explains uh, bullets really well to us, because, which is good, because we don't know anything about yeah. bullets. He explains the cartridges, the chambers, goes what goes through of... the skull, all this stuff. Uh, but, oh, how the turntables have turned. And uh, Reese, the drummer, gets him in an arm lock. They get the gun away from him. There's a there's a hint of it early on in this movie when uh, Reese, the drummer, when they get almost almost scammed a, by that kid. He for that almost lunch. attacks Tad, yeah. <laughs> and Tiger jokingly says, 
calm down jujitsu. Yeah. And so you, we're essentially told it's like, oh, he's he, a, he's yeah. an MMA kid. And he yeah, when he says to Tad when they're pulling away, sorry, I almost obliterated you, man. Yo, Tadpole, sorry, I almost <laughs> obliterated you, man. And honestly, it's so funny, incredible line. <laughs> yeah. And even funnier, the this actor who plays Reese uh, was in another movie uh, called Prayer Before Dawn. He he plays a an MMA fighter. Yeah. So the dude the dude has a has a role, you know. And, and I believe that one is also streaming, but I don't I think recall it's another, where. You said it's another. A24 I believe it's a twenty four as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very intense. Yeah. Potentially I need to check it out. potentially a, a a podcast movie. I need to check it. But he's great in it. Um, and yes, he puts Big Justin in an armbar. Yeah, in an armbar, they get the gun, um, and then they essentially just get Big Justin into a corner and. Now there's a standoff. There's a hostage. We should also say, okay, so one of the most impressive things about this movie is how efficient the Nazis deal are dealing with this problem. Because all, all while this is happening in this green room, we see everything that's happening. And we haven't even said who the... Because ma- Anton Yelchin did get through he to the operator. So yeah. they're calling that phone back. Yeah. And Gabe, uh, has, the Gabe has the phone. And he then... Pays two of the Nazi, two young Nazi dudes, true believers, true believers, three hundred dollars each. They're twin brothers. They pay uh, to stab one of them, uh, so and they they'll take the rap for yeah. it. But they they have it down to a size of the blade, so they don't get a felony conviction type of thing. It's it's insane. It's it's crazy. And then we are introduced to the owner of this Venue. Nazi club, yep. whatever you want to call it. Fucking Patrick Stewart. Darcy. Sir Patrick Stewart. How What's his dare last? Does you? he have a name, last name? I think he's just Darcy. Just Darcy? Yeah. Dude, he is Sir Patrick Stewart, you are correct, is menacing. And I don't think I, he's never really played a villain. I've never villain. seen him do something like and this. And he does it incredibly well. He plays this... Okay, so they shoot everything in... Portland. It takes place all in yeah. Portland. This is this venue is out in the middle of the forest. He plays this owner who is the leader of this Nazi group in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And it's he plays it very deadpan. He plays it very straight and very matter of fact. Yes. And it's it's pretty haunting, honestly. He's he's a very intimidating dude in this. And so once once they're stuck in the green room, they the Nazis are immediately starting to plan how they can deal with this yeah. and what's what's cool about this movie is that you can watch it one all the way through and not really give a shit about all of that storyline and yep. it's still the most intense movie and like ever. only focus on the band but the yeah. the whole plan itself is very interesting and intricate. it's like a whole other level yeah. of of yeah Writing intricacy and, in this yeah. movie and i just it makes me appreciate it so much more like they bring in uh it starts with them bringing in um the red laces or what they call They're like the they're equivalent called. of... They're like the hitmen. The like pros yeah. of this Nazi crew. They're like... The, they're the killers. The killers, yeah, yeah. They take care of the issues. And uh, very quickly after they're in the green room, they're trying to negotiate. Um, Darcy is at the door. Like, give us the gun. Blah, 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 He's blah, He's very blah. calm the very whole time. Very calm the it's, whole... Oh, boy. The, and this whole scene is when we get the, really the best of, pa- of, of Pat. Patrick Stewart. Oh, and Pat. Both and of them. Yelkin. Like, there's a back and forth through the door. Yeah. And you really get that emotion from Pat. And it's just like, you really feel for him. His voice is breaking. He's starting to, like, get emotional as he's... He, they know that they're fucked at this point. So they finally agree to um, hand over the gun, but they'll keep the bullets. 
you know, in exchange for a phone. Like, seems like a good idea. Yeah, in exchange well, for a phone. And they immediately say no to yeah. the phone. <laughs> They're like, of course we're not going to give you a phone. So they decide to be let go. We'll give the gun. We'll keep the bullets. Um, but they put uh, Big Justin back in an armbar. Yeah. <laughs> another, as two, collateral. Two armbars, yeah. yeah. As collateral. Um, well, with a gun aimed at his head. Because Sam is holding the gun. Oh, wait, no. No, because they're about to give him the gun. They give Pat the gun to hand through the door. So this uh, is the turning point for every single person. This 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 was in the IMDb trivia. In my mind, this is like the ideal turning point in any movie like this. This is like what gave me the idea of what a turning point is. Uh, The director said... Uh, quoted in the IMDb trivia, he said that this scene was for that. Uh, this is when you're supposed to realize what type of movie you're dealing like, with. Oh, this is a different movie. This is a different kind of movie. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> Anton Yelchin <laughs> slips his arm through the door to hand the gun over to Patrick Stewart's character, and Imogen Poots peeks through the grate that What's got her name? kicked. Her name is... Uh, you said it earlier. Amber. Amber. Uh, Amber is looking through a grate that got kicked during a skirmish with Big Justin. She sees those and red laces sees coming. those red laces, and she says, they're going to kill us, or they're here to kill us, something like that. She wasn't wrong. Immediately, you see Anton Yelchin's arm getting grabbed, he, as he pulls his hand in, there's multiple hands grabbing this gun. And then his arms pulled through, and you just hear this cutting sound in him screaming. He, the, the sounds that he makes are haunting. And but we and we only see what's happening on their side of the door, and his arm is on the other side. Yeah, so we don't see what happens to his arm. And all the while, due to the commotion, Reese is pulling the fuck out of Big Justin's arm until it snaps backwards. He... he... <laughs> he breaks the fuck up. He does the arm bar uh, in, properly. Completion. And yeah. uh, absolutely snaps his arm in half. It's nasty. So nasty. Brutal. Uh, then uh, Pat pulls his arm back through the door, and we we see the aftermath. It is... This was devastating when, when I saw this in theaters. It's so viscerally, like, grotesque to see... It makes your skin crawl. They they in slashed the, the hell out of his arm with a box cutter. A bunch of them. A bunch of box cutters, and like his the top of his wrist is cut so deeply it looks like his hands just hanging on. It, oh my god! It's so intense, and they just wrap it with like a band t shirt. And he is screaming on the chair as they pull him back. While in. Big Justin is getting up and clotheslining Amber. To then be choked out by Reese. Reese Reese does some work early in this Reese movie. Reese does some good work early in this. He's the tough guy. He's the muscle of the band. He's a jujitsu Tiger boy. has done nothing. Actually, take it back. Uh, early when they oh, make, Tiger slams the dudes in the face through the door. When they make a run at Big Justin early, Tiger bites him and then that gets is punched true. in the face twice. Yeah, like so, hard. <laughs> so let's just say Tiger does nothing. Yeah, uh, and and he really does nothing soon. So um, yeah, as Reese is. Choking out Big Justin. This is when we get our He second. passes out. They think he's done. He comes back to... And it's such rapid succession. It's the arm breaking. It's the arm cut. And then, as he's choking him to death, he's decided that's going to happen. Uh, what is Aaliyah's character's name? Sam. Sam says, how long does it take? Meaning, how long is it going to take until he dies? Uh, Amber doesn't wait. And the slits 
open Big Justin's stomach with a box with cutter. a box cutter, and it's the most silent, smooth like butter cut that you will see, and it's gross. It's maybe less than a second, and that's all it takes. But you, Ew. let's take a second to to just appreciate the effects, uh, effects and yeah. makeup in this movie because phenomenal. I, I can't think of anything as as effective, They're honestly. So good, so fucking good. And Big Justin is effectively dead. Yes, and and Christian was right. This all happens within like forty five seconds. It, yeah, it feels the, like the two arm things in this. Everything is all like everything minute. goes wrong so fast, and then essentially uh, Darcy leaves them f- for the time being. Yeah, he says this will be over soon or yes. something, and walks off. Every line he has is pretty pretty haunting. And, yeah, yeah. and the tone of his voice. He's not he, he's not doing a nope. an accent really. No, and it's not. Uh, no, he talks like himself, more or less. Just, yeah. I'd say a little lower, more, maybe. More stern. More stern. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has his regular accent. He's not He's not playing like a villain. He's not like doing it up at all. He's playing it like a businessman. 100%. Dealing with a problem. Yep. And it's, it's so different than anything we, we would have guessed yeah. of, of a bad guy in a movie like this. Normally it would be like over the top and, yeah, yeah. and cheesy, and it's the opposite here. So from here, they've got to figure out what how to get the fuck out of this room and get out of this compound all the while um darcy is uh getting getting the nazis together with dogs yeah there's some dogs in this movie uh dogs do die um not do they i think dogs do some killing actually dogs straight up do some killing but they also die but it you don't see it really exactly we don't see it yeah they might have survived uh no we see H the F off. Uh, I don't know what the H stands for, but the... uh, Halt the fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) So, essentially, they're getting the dogs... uh, They're getting an army together of little Nazi skinheads. They have have decided they're going to set the the band up to make it look like they were trespassing on the property. Yeah, so they could justify... Killing them, and and there was a beware of dogs sign on the yeah. property, so they're using that as an excuse for these dogs to, to go be and in do there the and killing. kill them, because they thought this out so well, yeah. and it's like it's so scary and and fascinating how deep they've gone into it. But it uh, wouldn't be the movie it is without the band having a lot of fight in them. So they kind of gather their wits, uh, decide to we got to leave the room. We just got to go out there. So they, they find f- out there's a meth lab underneath. Yeah. Is they that break. right then? I don't think so. I think later. that's later. I was going to bring that up. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the main... It's not. They're not trying to hide the fact that they're Nazis. That's not why Darcy's doing this. It's mm. because they have a meth lab, and that is all of his money. That's all where his money's at. That's a little money. The money. You know what I mean? The money. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they leave the room by throwing a fluorescent light bulb out and hitting nothing because nobody's there. They all get like really ass- jacked assorted and- weapons. Yep. Uh, yeah, whatever they can kind of get their hands on and are immediately confronted by the dogs. They decide they're going to make a run for it and and Reese, as they're walking out, says we might not all die. Some of us might get out or something along those lines and it's just... Dog. And going then, right for Tiger's throat. Tiger is immediately dead. We it's it happens so fast that you have to, you don't even really get time to process. Everybody it. scatters. Yeah. Um. So uh, Tiger gets his throat ripped out by a dog. Reese jumps out of a window and immediately gets stabbed like a eighteen lot. times. And by by a Nazi who is like laughing. At like him. ha! Like it's 
It is mean. It's like it's this is like a turning point that lasts like ten minutes. It lasts the rest of the movie. It's, the whole movie, the rest of the movie is the turning point because it's just like you're you're it's on so the stress on the edge of your seat. Your heart is pounding pretty much until the last two minutes, yeah. and then it's like it, it really is nonstop until the end. I think. And uh, Amber gets bit. A dog grabs her by the leg. She's on stage. Um, we should also say they've duct taped Pat's arm with back a, together. He has like a band t-shirt with duct tape on his fucking arm. Oh, it's not sanitary. No, it's rough. Um, so Amber's getting bit and trying. the dog's trying to drag her away and she grabs a mic stand and just starts slamming it in the dog's head. Which, uh, a little fun fact. Uh, they built a dog, like a really elaborate dog puppet that they didn't even use. They only used it for one insert shot. Uh, everything else was dogs, real dogs, and she's actually hitting that dog on the head with a mic stand. But it's a foam mic stand, so. They're just playing. They're just playing. My dog would like it. (laughs) (laughs) Russell would have been great in this movie. Russell would have been one. Fantastic. Wonderful boy. Um, And then this is when uh, Pat realizes that the microphone keeps worsh-worshing by the amp, uh, by the PA. what was that? Worsh-worshing. Skewy! Are you, yeah, are you scatting? <laughs> don't tell me. Just scat? Okay, don't All scat. Right. All right, don't. <laughs> uh, the dogs don't like the feedback. They run off. Yeah, so that's that's the only thing that really calls them off because they are trained with German. Foss! Foss! If, if, the, if the Nazi symbolism wasn't enough, they're, they're screaming at the dogs in German. Foss! 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 It's, it's very scary to hear that. Gosh, yeah. And I love dogs. And they go back to the green room. <laughs> Yeah, they retreat. They, they retreat. Th- that attempt was bad. Yep. Two and of them are dead. <laughs> and now three of them are back. We're in the left room. with uh, Pat, Amber, Bert, and, and Sam. Sam. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, they go back and uh, try to figure out what they're going to do next, I guess. Fuck. And then, yeah, all the while, the Nazis are just slowly accumulating more and more guys. They're we, getting the heavy guns out. Well, no, they're blades. Blades, Blades only. only. Because Blades they, they only. have to make it look like the dogs killed Because they don't want to collect the shells because they got to dig, quote, shoot them. If you're going to shoot them, shoot them in bundles because you're going to have to dig the slugs out. Yeah, it's it's, it's gross. Fuck. Yeah, from here, well, after they go we, back. We get a little bit, at this point, we start reprieve. to little, learn a little bit more about the, the deeper story of Daniel and Emily and what their plan was to escape from this, you know, group of Nazis, and he's the, you know, traitor. Yeah, because they're, uh, they, this is when they find the meth lab. Yes. Um, so it's the three of them stuck in there, and they send in Daniel, and that kid who I couldn't find I on IMDb, but he looks like the kid from This I Is I think England. he's American, so I don't think I know, but I don't know, he's got that weird face. Um, so they go in there, and then, yeah, we find out that Daniel and, um... Emily, the girl uh, who was stabbed. Who stabbed, were going to leave. We're yeah. going to leave the Brotherhood and uh, frame them. Frame well, Not they had frame col- them. they had collateral to. We don't know if they were going to rat them out or they had that so they wouldn't come after them. So they could be like, "Hey, we have this evidence." We don't know. We, never we don't know because yeah. uh, Daniel then s- switches sides, even though we know that he had switched sides much earlier than this, um, and sends the other Nazi out to be like, "Just fucking leave. Just go." That was a very funny, because they go in there, and this non-Daniel kid is ready to murder them. Yeah. And then Daniel's like, go back out there. And he's like, okay. What? Okay? Like, and then, and then he, he, he kind of like pouts. He kind of like pouts to Patrick. He's, he's a, a brat. He's a, he's a little brat kid. Daniel's just like talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
<laughs> what? They're like, okay, go kill him. He's like, yeah, go back in there and take care they of it. They take a dog back. Well, the, the dog dude, the dog handler is just like, well, they give him the shots at this point. They give the dogs the shots to put them down after they, they'll die in like an hour. Yeah. They get like the shot that'll kill him in an hour. And he's like, uh, it'll be a personal uh, favor if you let him die with meat in his teeth or something Ugh. like that. And then he leaves and Patrick Stewart's like, disregard, <laughs> disregard that, shoot them. Like, well, yeah, well, this is when we get the second attempt of escape. Yeah. So they leave the room, and this is uh, Daniel, Pat, Amber, and Sam. Yes. All leave the room because Daniel knows his way around. And he, he knows, knows that there's a secret shotgun. He knows there's a secret shotgun under the bar, which immediately once he grabs and loads, he's shot in the head with a shotgun. All the deaths happen so fast in this movie. And are violent. They are very graphic. You see it. Yeah. You see his face explode. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, then a dog rushes back in and attacks Sam. She is killed by one of the dogs. Daniel is killed by the shotgun blast. The guy who did the shotgun blast is then macheted by Pat right in the fucking neck. His and first, he goes his down. first uh, kill. His first kill. And him and Imogen run off. and Outside, out front. Uh, right? No. Because they're waiting, and Sam runs out with them. Right, yeah, and then they run back in. Yeah. Because uh, Sam gets eaten. Yes, this is when Sam gets eaten. Yeah. Yes. Sam gets eaten outside, and then uh, we say Amber eaten. gets shot. We say eaten. She gets her throat ripped out by a dog. <laughs> it's not like that big of a deal. It's not video. like he ate the whole thing. Uh, Amber gets shot in the leg at this point, and her and Pat go back inside. We get our, our third retreat. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's really intense. It's like Assault on Precinct 13. Like, just, they can't get up out. to 11. They are stuck in this, in this Nazi venue. And at this point, they... He finishes this paintball story that he had. Rick Silva. Rick Silva's paintball. Going guns a-blazing. Which they do, and they put Sharpie all over their faces in, uh, in the form of camouflage. Basically, yeah, basically Pat says that they need to treat it like like play. They have to yeah. not take it seriously. They, they have to not play war, yeah. basically. They just have to mess around. And so they, they he shaves his head. Yeah. And they color their face with marker him and Amber... And wait, right? Yeah. They just wait. And there's two Nazis that come in, and uh, it's that kid, that American kid, the brat, and another one. Yep. And uh, uh, Pat is dressed up as one of the Nazis yelling down into the meth lab where Amber, ooh, no, where you think Amber is. And uh, then he jumps down in there, and the Nazis are just confused. Because he just, he screams some, like, mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, he just yells <laughs> just random, seemingly yep. random things at them to confuse them, which He's like, what works. is going on? Who are you? Like, what's going on? <laughs> then he jumps down in there, and then the, uh, the brat also jumps in and is, like, all scared. And all the while, the other guy's looking down in there to, like, watch his back. Amber is hiding within the couch, exactly like Danny DeVito. In Always Sunny. In It's Always Sunny. She comes out just as sweaty. Just as naked. <laughs> just kidding. It's no. not at all like Danny DeVito. No, Always not sunny. at all. It's way more brutal. She sneaks out of the couch and slits that Nazi's fucking throat, and it's so satisfying. Yep. As we get one of the slowest walks I've ever seen, and it's yeah. the most intense. Yeah. Basically, the other the brat kid is down in the meth lab, Going with, for with his shotgun, yeah. inching closer to this corner where we see Pat hiding with his machete, hiding, just waiting. And it's just it takes an eternity 
for him to get there. But then he turns around when she slits his throat. And ugh, this part always annoyed me. Because Pat could have easily gotten him, but then she started firing the gun. Pat made some mistakes in this movie. Oh my god. Could have gotten him. Anyway. So this is actually a really cool scene. I don't really want to spoil how this plays out, because no. it's it's well done fucking with the brat's head. Uh, and it's just really intense. But They get out. They get out. They make their way out. Uh, and run back into Gabe, Gabe who has been cleaning, following his Nazi little fucking piss dick duties. We should this say whole time. Gabe was given some red laces by by Darcy, but Patrick he had Stewart. earned them earlier. Though right. tonight was not indicative, right. so he is given cleanup duty to clean up all the disgusting blood everywhere has been spilled in this whole venue. Oh my God. So they run back into him. He said he basically gives up. He wants to go to jail. Yeah. The subtitle said, I don't want to go to jail. But the line is, I want to go to jail. Yeah, meaning he, he doesn't want to die. He just wants he just wants to rot away. Because yep. he's a fucking coward. So he gives up. And they pretty much... They're walking through the forest. The three of them, Pat and Amber, decide they want to go get revenge. Yep. And they, they shoo him off with a threat of, we'll find you. Uh, and just like a good little pissant he is, he follows instruction. And uh, goes and asks for police from the nearest neighbor. But then they show up to the compound, uh, Patrick, um, uh, Darcy's compound. And they see the, the crime scene that has been... Being staged. It's just being staged by them in order to get away with this. They're having the dogs gnaw on the bodies of their friends. Ugh. It's You don't see it, but you, you know what's going you on. You hear it. You hear some more German uh, attack, command, command yeah. words. Yeah. And then from here, they get the dog uh, wrangler, as well as one of the Nazi henchmen. Uh, Amber, her body count at this point is four? Four. And Anton is one. And, uh, or Pat is one. So then, really, this is the climax. Like, the climax has already happened. This is the resolution. And they they walk them back up to Darcy, and they kill him that's really how it it goes down it's, it's weird you gotta see how it plays out for yourself yeah though. like it, it it's not anticlimactic because the whole movie is a climax basically yeah. but it is so satisfying in just the way that it's done and it ends on a really kind of goofy beat that makes sense for the character man love this, this fucking movie movie's so good there's some assorted thoughts that I think we could we can jump back into a little yeah. bit before we finish up absolutely that I think that I think are worth mentioning we uh, throughout the watching of this movie we, we paused on a moment where it shows the uh, cow cow catchers set list yes and this two, was so, two so, songs two songs were on there that we had not previously noticed but I think are worth mentioning as this horrible <laughs> Nazi bands uh, set list it might give you some uh, they some said ideas. Us saying horrible Nazi band, though, apparently songs referenced in the movie that aren't, like, legit songs, in the special features, they said were songs by their friends' bands. Hopefully, oh, we should say, Jeremy Saulnier... Is a musician, apparently, yeah. He grew up in the DC punk scene, I think, and so he he has a background in this stuff, which Um, is surprising. He looks like a big nerd. The two songs written on the set list, two of the ones that weren't in German, were... uh, Violence Gasm. And Cripple the Children. Phenomenal. When are, you, when are we going to hear your acoustic covers of those? Uh, Cripple the Children's almost done. Yeah. Just mastering it? Yeah, just, yeah, working on it right now. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, finishing twitches. And and I think staying with, with Cowcatcher, 
we gotta talk about the the dude in Cowcatcher. The the he's murder, horrifying. The dude. murderer looks like a looks like a beefy redheaded James Hatfield covered <laughs> in mean tattoos. He looks so mean. Like the, fuck. Dude. The line he says. To what Pat, is that? What what was that song that he played second to last or whatever? Uh. Toxic evolution. Toxic evolution. I think was what he said. Yeah. It's fucking heavy, man. It's fucking hard, man. That's the one I did her to. <laughs> Talking about stabbing that woman in the skull. In the head. And it's then he fucked. and he walks out. And, and he walks out. And that's the last we hear of him. He doesn't talk again. This is another example of of Darcy being masterminding a mastermind and just a fucked up dude to get them to lay low due to the murder he uh gives them some of his dope um and labels it with a competitor a local competitor's uh seal um and later in the movie uh we learn that uh that competitor's dope has been uh, really bad lately it's been tampered with tainted tainted uh, meaning that he gave them poison, dope, and they did OD and die. He he killed Cowcatcher. Cowcatcher is no more. I'm uh, are we bummed? Boo hoo, boo hoo. But so is Darcy. Darcy is no more as well by very the true, end of this. Very true. Yeah. It's uh wow. This is this is still like the most punk rock movie I've ever seen. It's so fucking dope. I every time I watch it, I'm just as into it as I was the first time. It it really this is the movie that has aged the best of. It gets better and better. All the movies that we've watched. And unfortunately, it's way more relevant now than it was in 2016. Yeah. 2016 was the tip of the fucking iceberg. Whew. This watch, watch Green Room. Watch Green Room. You just you just should be prepared for some pretty intense shit. It is an extreme movie. Yeah, there is there is no doubt about that. But it's it, just a good, good, great, frankly, one. It feels like a punk song. It's in and out. It's so fucking fast. It's it's You might have a heart attack. You might have a heart attack, you may have a fucking stroke. <laughs> you never know. We uh, hope not. Don't we blame hope us. not. Don't blame us. Not my fault. Well, it might be it might be Christian's fault. Yeah, who knows, man? It's I I've heard it's uh I've heard it's contagious. <laughs> Like diabetes, exactly like diabetes. Oh, so you've definitely Colby's now going to have a stroke, and I'm going to have diabetes. Are we trading? Sharing, we should say. We'll share. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll we'll share. share. We're refusing, like Steven Universe. So we, speaking of which, Steven Universe, we wanted to um, integrate uh, kind of something new into these moving forward, just to kind of give you insight into some stuff that we do outside of the extreme shit. A little bit of a new, like a new. Segment, yeah, a little reprieve. Um, the palate cleanser, yeah, is what we uh, is what we're talking about. So this can be kind of anything that we've been spending a lot of time with recently that wouldn't really fall within the extreme category because we like things that aren't mean, also as well. Yeah, yeah. So Colby, what have you uh, particularly been spending time with lately? So I wanted to, to throw, throw something out there since obviously not everybody is seeing movies in theaters. For good reason, for the last many months, it feels like uh, I went to the drive-in a few weeks ago. You've been going a little bit, but I'd never been before. And I've so, still never been. So I wanted to plug the movie that I saw in uh, at the drive-in that I didn't mean to see. Yeah, you went. We parked at the wrong <laughs> screen. Wound up seeing the new Bill and Ted movie, Face the Music. Had a great time. Hell yeah! It was Hell yeah. fun and entertaining. And not good. Yeah, I've heard it's not great, but everyone loves it. But seeing that at a drive-in felt good. It made me feel happy. It made me feel normal. Beautiful. So my advice, if you are a movie person and have been missing your fix of 
the theater experience that we all know and love. If you got a drive-in in your town, Atlanta has a couple. Has Starlight. Starlight. There's another one somewhere. I, I do believe there is one more. But if there's one in your town, your city, go to it. Go check it out. Support your. Yeah, support I plan your on. Theaters. I plan on doing it for the first time pretty soon. I've been wanting. I've been wanting to go for um, a spooky movie, and since Oct- October's hitting or hit. Uh, Hopefully there there are some good ones. Yeah, hopefully there are some good ones. We (laughs) don't record these in advance at all. Um, (laughs) uh, For me, that's awesome. And yeah, you've been since you went the first time. You've gone a few times. Been a few times. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a fan. Fantastic. Uh, For me, I spend a lot of time with music, and lately, the two records that have really been uh, I've been finding quite meditative. They're kind of strange to use that phrase with, but uh, the first one is. An album by John uh, Mouse. If you're familiar, he the lead single from it is Cop Killer. How do you spell Mouse? M-A-U-S. M-A-U-S. Like the comic. Yes, uh, which I have not read, but that has that kind of ties into uh, Green Room. Nazis. Correct. <laughs> um, I'm getting... The name of the album is long, so I apologize that I'm blanking on it. It is called uh, We Must Become the Pitiless Censors of Ourselves. And it's this... Um, kind of lo-fi synth album that's awesome just go ahead and send that to me you know i'm gonna be into it i love synths fucking love it uh that i've been spending a lot of time with and that's from like 2011 i want to say that's an older one yeah 2011 and uh the other one i've been spending a lot of time with is called the plastic anniversary which is by matmos m-a-t-m-o-s and that came out a year or two ago and they've been around since the 90s. They're a, they're a married duo, um, two men uh, who are producers and musicians in their own right. And they always kind of have a shtick for each album. In the Plastic Anniversary, every sound you hear on it was produced by something made of plastic. Huh. And it's a bizarre, weird collection of beats and noises. And I, oh, I love it so much. Is it soothing to you? It's very soothing to me. Interesting. It's very, very soothing to me. But I also find extreme doom metal very soothing. So. Yeah, I can't... Primitive Man, I find meditative can't as say well. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, so those are the two I would highly recommend. Uh, Plastic Anniversary. Their new album that came out this year is three hours long, and I've only listened to the first hour, and it's phenomenal. But uh, yeah, three hours is a long fucking time. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so those are our palate cleansers. If, if honestly... If you have any good palate cleansers send them our of way. yourself that you use, send them our way. Yep. We, we, we need options from the things that we see. Ah, yeah, please. Anything is good. Please. Uh, happy stuff, comedies. What brings you joy? What you brings know? you joy? Let us know. Uh, try, to, try to have some light in this dark, dark world. So we haven't decided uh, what exactly we're going to be watching next. Yeah, we've got a couple ideas. But we've got we've we've kind of narrowed it down to categories. Yeah, we're going to be switching season. it up a little yeah. bit. Uh, we think Colby came up with some cool ideas, um, so we're just going to nail that down a little bit. Uh, none of these were on our initial lists at all, so we're going to have to uh, brainstorm. But we will come back with uh, some good ass shit for November, and we hope uh, it's good. Well, well, we'll fucking see. <laughs> It might not be. Some You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. There's that scat again. You didn't do a song this week. I just did. That is, that's not a song. There's no words. Uh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> well, you, let's be honest. You started with a copyright infringement. You sung the <sighs> Scooby-Doo song, so you're disqualified. you got to give a new one. All right. Uh, On the spot. Oh, yeah. 
in the green room. I get him, oh yeah, and then I get out. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Christian. I'm Colby. We're the Cellar Dollars. Thanks, guys. Bye.